We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the family with... Ralph Basher, MD, Hackmaster. Andy Brent-Bernard. And Cassie Schrader. Right back with Dr. John Huber right after this with the family. Recently, the four Walzer dealerships in Burnsville, Walzer Subaru, Walzer Honda, Walzer Nissan, and Walzer Mazda encountered a hailstorm. A justice flew in from around the U.S. to handle a claim on what will be over 2,500 new and used cars. They've drastically reduced the pricing on these vehicles, and there are some wonderful bargains available... But here's the deal. I normally hate the hurry-these-won't-last style of marketing, but in this case, it is true. It's not like they'll go into the back lot at night with hammers and make more. I also usually tell people to check them out online, but in the case of slightly damaged cars, you really do have to see them for yourselves. Stop out to Walzer Mazda, Nissan, Honda, and Subaru just south of the Burnsville Mall on Buck Hill Road. If you really want to, you can tell them Tom sent you, but that sounds kind of dumb. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Our special guest, Dr. John Huber. How are you, sir? I'm amazing, Tom. Thanks for having me on. Well, I know you're amazing, but I'm just talking about how's life. You know. Oh, it is. Uh, it is blessed. I mean, I, I'm, I cannot complain. It is amazing that you're on today because I was just thinking about you. Americans have shifted dramatically in what values matter most. Yeah, I saw those numbers, and it's, um, you know, Dr. Hubert, uh, when are people going to stop getting so angry on a daily basis? It cannot be healthy for them or society to be so angry every day. God. Well, it's not. It's not healthy at all. And, and that's part of the problem, you know, that we are driven by a lot of different things. There's no one reason why this is happening right now. It has to do with a lot, you know, we're taught uh, to to take criticism, but not taught how to take somebody who's telling you you're doing well. So whenever somebody does tell you that, the first thing you think is, what are they What are they trying to get from me? You know, because they've got this. Yeah, exactly. Instead of just saying thank you and go on about your business. 
at the same time, you know, our politicians use this anger to divide the nation, so hopefully they get to stay in power, and that's ultimately their goal. They don't really care if they do what they're saying for you or if it's in right. their interest. Politicians want power, and, and they want to hang on to that power once they get there. Um, it is that. Then you got this news cycle that, you know, we used to have subscriptions to newspapers, Mm-hmm. And it really didn't matter. I mean, yeah, they would lead with certain stories so that, you know, the newsstand would, would move more. But the subscription base was their bread and butter. And if it wasn't on the front page, you know, it was going to get read. Now we get we get click-throughs. That's how they get their, their income. There's no subscription base. The advertisers pay right. per click. So they put the bloodiest, horrible, most emotional yeah. headline, even yep. if the story doesn't support that. And they get click-throughs, so people believe that this is happening all the time. You know, it's just like they talk about how horrible these mass shootings have. They've just blown up. Well, if you look at the definition used by the FBI over the last 12 to 15 years, they have not increased. In mm-hmm. fact, we're at 19 this year, and we've been averaging between 20 and 30 every year. So we're just below average. And, uh, you know, but they want you to think that it's happening every day in every grocery store and public school in the nation, and it's not. But they drive that home. At the same time, we have these young people who parents have been trying to shield them from the pain, and they've never let them learn coping skills, coping mechanisms. So now all of a sudden, you know, they hit the streets at 18 or 21, 22 when they graduate college, and there were no jobs available. And they wanted to go back under the shelter of mom and dad's wings, and a lot of them did that. And they weren't pressured very hard to get out and do all that kind of stuff. And now the the vice of, hey, free things, I want that. Right, uh, right. It's too easy for them to just fall for that. And, you know, they, they never really learned their history because education shifted over to teaching for a test so that they can, quote, unquote, increase their graduation numbers. It does not necessarily teach our people what we need to know. And it's it's multiple combinations of that. Then you add things like absentee parenting, the use of of cell phones and, and and computer screens to raise your children, things like that. And man, it, it's it's amazing. It's not as any worse than it is. Now, Doctor Huber, just off topic for one quick second, because you know, with your qualifications, I said you're qualified. Did you hear that? Yes. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, explain to me. And again, I know this is off topic, but I wanted to ask you this anyway because I thought of you when I, I saw it happening. Harvey Weinstein's in court being charged with more crimes, and the judge has to tell him to get off his phone in the courtroom. What is he he's doing? Got, what is that? He's got, he's got a phone in the courtroom? Yeah. Seriously? He was looking at his phone in the courtroom while they were discussing the case, and the judge had to tell him, get off your phone in the courtroom. Wow. What does Man, that say? In, it says a lot. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I go to court for my, my clients and stuff, and, and a lot of times in lower courts, and I mean, like misdemeanor courts. And, you know, they walk in, and the bailiff's first one, you know, if you're going to have your cell phone, it has to be off or I'm confiscating it. Right. And I, I've been in courtrooms where the judge actually imposes a $100 fine if you want your phone back if you use it during the court proceedings. And this is a high level court talking, you know, serious felony issues, and he's letting the guy sit on his phone. That's pretty sad. Yeah, I mean, he, the judge said, get off your phone. You, you can't be on. What basically it said to me, and I, that's the, the thing I wanted to ask you, the, the psychological 
aspect of this is I'm going to show you that I don't care about anything and I'm in charge here. That's what I got from it. Just being, being that cocky. It's just, I want to make sure that you understand just who I am here. Oh, we lost Dr. John Huber. Let me give him a call. We back. did. Yeah. Mm. His phone must have dropped. I think Harvey Weinstein just got off his phone and it ruined all communication. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and that's exactly what it is. That was a power play. It was. That Harvey was doing was. this. It's a, you yep. know, you're, this is secondary. This is a trivia. This that's trivial. Exactly right. Mat, this is a trivial matter. You know, it's, 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 it's like, oh, I put the fence on your property six inches too far. Well, but this is nothing. This is nothing. We'll right. move the fence. That's nothing. Let's not talk about this anymore. No, you're, I, right. you're 100% right. It, it's just unbelievable. Well, what was, when he had his phone, was he on, well, you know, I think what we should know, is was he on Twitter or, or was he on uh, Grinder? Oh, he might have been on Grinder. Grinder <laughs> or what's the other one? Uh, Tumblr. Tumblr. Or Tumblr. Yeah. Did you have to <laughs> swipe right? No, we were just talking about, Dr. Huber, that that, that that was such a power play by Weinstein. It's like, you know, this Absolutely. is all secondary. You know, I got more important things to do than be here. Exactly, and and I think he he snubbed the court some more by going through and the, immediately after the charges were filed, he was divorced in about two weeks, and his wife ended up with about ninety percent of his assets. That's so right. Those yeah. people who go after him and try to ruin him, they've only got ten percent of that. Yet his offspring and his family have the rest to God. go on with their life. With. Um, Whatever. So that's his nose at the courts too. I think. Well, that's just kind of who he is, apparently. One of the most arrogant human beings ever born. Um, as far as the younger generation is concerned, and by that I mean the 18 to 34 people out there, I had been talking to quite a few of them, and they seem to be a bit more conservative than the millennials. I, and I guess the millennials yeah. are still late 20s, early 30s, but that yeah. would be that would be the low end of millennials, wouldn't it? I think so, and... And it is pretty disturbing, but I do see a shift back in the other direction. And, yeah, yep. Uh, I go into to work with, you know, because I work with kids and adolescents and stuff, and I go in and work with these kids, and they're like, what What are those people who, who are walking in front of me doing? Don't they realize? Did they, never, did they never study Cambodia? Did they never study what happened, you know, in Venezuela that they watched happen in Venezuela? Yeah. Which they've turned a blind eye to. The numbers are pretty amazing, and I don't want to quote the numbers. I, I'm, uh, do, you, do you have these percentages in front of you, uh, uh, what Americans reject and accept in the late, late, uh, well, latest Gallup poll? Gallup poll looking at, at uh, these. Now, you always have to know, and, and they did not cite who they, you know, how they randomized their selection. So, you know, that was the problem with the last election. They were, they were, uh, they were, interviewing three liberals to every conservative, so it looked like, you know, right. was behind by three or four percentage points. Well, if you're doing three to one, he should have been behind 12 or 14 percentage points. Right. So that was that was a dead giveaway. But they in this study, I have not been able to find how they did their quote-unquote randomization. But they said that of the people surveyed, 43 percent said some version of socialism was good for the country. And we can sit back and argue some of the stuff they mentioned in there, socialism was social security. And I'm like, excuse me, we pay into that. That's right. Not just that's not socialism. People, so that's not true socialism. Uh, but they also talked about the roads and things like that and, mm -hmm. and Medicaid. And there is some of that. And we don't want our people to die. We don't want our people to be sick. It's not healthy for our country. So there's some that we should be taking care of, period. Uh, but if, by no choice of those individuals' lives you well, know, they they got sick. It's not their choice, right, right. kind of a thing. So, um, but when you looked at ages eighteen to thirty four, 
it was 58% thought we should be embracing socialism and communism. While any, anybody over 55, it was just 36%. And again, I think those numbers are skewed slightly to, to the left yes. due to sampling error. But if I walk around and, you know, when I'm on college campuses, you're inundated like, it's, you know, 90 to 10%. You know, 90% are, yes, are, yes let's be socialists. And they're driven by, you know, academia who's never actually had to produce in order to, Correct. to make their income. You know, I mean, so business people know the struggles of capitalism. And, you know, they just have to go out and, and do research that people may or may not buy or be interested in to keep tenureship. And they can preach whatever models they want to. It's called freedom of speech. And uh, people who are driven by production and getting rewards for production tend to stay away from that. So it, yeah. it was a natural evolution. But they're teaching our kids that are, quote, unquote, college educated that uh, things like, like communism is a viable method, yet there's not been a single example that, that has functionally <laughs> right. worked. And we can look at Venezuela, and the minute I bring up Venezuela to my past university peers, they would just, you know, hush up. Oh, that's not relevant. They'd walk away. How, How is it not relevant? It's not real socialism, or it's not real communism. Oh, is that right? Okay. What, but what do they preach here? We, we're going to be different because we're democratic socialism. Well, that's exactly what Venezuela was. Mm-hmm. They went through a democratic process to accept socialism, right. and, and they give and bowed down all all civil rights and everything over to the government, all ownership of land and businesses, and look where they're at in three years, over 50% have no electricity, over 50% have no running water. The the only the, I would submit that the only place that it really has worked, uh, like in Scandinavia, where the socialism, not communism, socialism, is where you have an industry, a massive industry that's pretty much 80% of the uh, GNP, one industry that right. supports the socialism. And, and and that's a, that's an aberrancy to that. It's not really socialism. It's a, it's a, it's like a company town uh, where the the company's but, supporting that. Right. But but look what else happens in that country. Everybody's required to serve, mm-hmm. so they have a national respect. They've all been in the military in some way, shape, or form, and that's something we don't have in this country. You know, we we live off three percent of our volunteers. That defends our country, and and it's pretty pretty big difference. I mean, a lot of these these left-wing younger people, if they had served and they had seen other countries and defended people who were being harmed by socialist monarchies and dictatorships, would not be doing what they're doing today. You know, it's really kind of funny. I was thinking about what you said, that, that, that these people have never had to produce to earn a living, These you know, these college professors and all the rest of it. Um, and there are some great college professors out there. It's just yes, that sir. 90% of them aren't. They just, like any other job, 90% of them are not very good at it. But I was thinking, well, what you said about, you know, answering, having to answer the bell when you work out in the uh, real world. And I will never forget, we, we, the KQ Morning Show, had a 30 share in the morning, by far the highest share in America. Nobody was even close. I think there was a much smaller That's market that was at a 20 share, right? Uh-huh. So I come into work, do the show, and I leave the show, and there's a new general manager, and they're kind of crabby. I'm like, what's the matter? Oh, God. It's a lot of pressure on this job. I said, what's the problem? He goes, our ratings are down. I said, what, really? They're down that much? He goes, oh, God. I said, well, what do we have? Oh, we're down to a 29. Oh, I my said, God. Are you insane? 
This guy was actually having a fit that we were down about 3%. <laughs> From a 30 to a 29. And see, I don't think college professors know that that stuff even happens. That if they can... No, they have no clue. No, they have no clue. They have no idea that that actually happens in the real world. Yeah, and they go and they, they apply for research grants. And they, they get a research <laughs> grant. The university comes through and gives them an increase in salary for that, get, bringing that money into the university. They mm-hmm. never take that increase away from them. So when the grant's gone, they maintain their salary. Oh, then God. they get another grant, and they get another bump in pay. And that never goes away. I just, what? And you have professors with absurd salaries teaching two classes a semester because they're doing research. Yeah. And it's pretty sad. It is really, really sad, as a matter of fact. What time's your next interview today? <laughs> Actually, I think after this, we're at 7 tonight. Oh, you're right. Because I, oh, I just wanted to see if you could stick around for a few, uh, a few more minutes in the next segment. But I know you're a busy man a lot of times. So do you have a few more minutes? I could do a few more minutes. And then i gotta got to run off and eat and go see some patients. But, yeah, I can do a few more. Okay, we'll just take a very, very quick break. And if we can do just a few more minutes with you and kind of – because I want your total take on what we're going to do about this attitude that everybody should live for free and make no effort. We'll be right back more with Dr. John Huber and the family. It's Tom Bernard with North American Banking Company CEO and my buddy, Michael Bilski. Michael, let's say somebody has a plan to expand their business this year. How can North American Banking Company get that job done? At North American Banking Company, we'll take time to understand the customer's needs and wants and their plans for the future. Once we have a good understanding of that, we'll try to solve their financing dilemma. We won't take a cookie-cutter approach to any financing situation. Wonderful. So if I need cash to expand my podcast, you got a plan for me too? No. (laughs) (laughs) God, thank you. I see where this is going. Well, we love working with you. We can help any business, including a podcast that's already very successful. Who's better than you? That's what I want to know. I still never liked you, though. You are. No, I never. Don't try to make up. I don't. (laughs) Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and an equal housing lender. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. There's no better time than now to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me, and it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts they are, they wanted to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. Call now for Whiting Clinic's $500 off LASIK savings. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contact lenses, then it's time you found out if you're a candidate for LASIK. And Whiting Clinic is definitely the place to go. Call 855-554-2020 today or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them that I sent you and save $500 on your LASIK. Offer good for a limited time. Call Whiting Clinic for details. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offer. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. We are back. Dr. John Huber with us. I'm going to sit back and shut up and listen to your take on these these poll numbers. And I know they're skewed. There's no question about that. But what do you think is coming up with the 18 to 34-year-olds? Well, I think a lot of them have never been forced to deal with a lot of adversity, 
and they don't have the coping skills of previous generations. I mean, when I when I hear you know college freshmen, college graduates, college students, college age students going on about how they have it harder than anybody else, I guess they <laughs> didn't. You know, they 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 don't know anything about Iwo Jima and and storming you know <laughs> the the cliffs that, and, in Europe and going in after the Germans. And these are kids, literally kids, some of them 16, 17 years old, in there. And have because of them, these guys have privileges that, that nobody else in the world does have. And yet their life is so hard because they have, you know, bad Wi-Fi connection. I mean, it's yeah, ridiculous. Right. And, and I see them, oh, I'm looking for a job. Okay, here's a job over here. I got a friend. He has, you know, he owns this restaurant. And he's looking, oh, no, 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 no. I'm looking for, like, more like a CEO-type thing part-time. <laughs> part-time CEO. Yeah, literally, and and they don't want they don't want hourly wage. They need to be on a salary. Sure. So, you know. Well, sure. they think that because and, they have a four year degree, they're entitled to an upper management position because they're better than anyone who doesn't have a degree. Which, exactly. to be fair, is the what the job market is, tells them. It says if you have a degree, you're just a superior person. Yeah. Well, they didn't learn economics, and no. and you know people like AOC, she doesn't know economics. She doesn't understand. What, what she's talking about when it comes to that. And if anybody has had a small business, you know, you know, the bottom line, you know, if it's not there, it's not there, mm-hmm. you're done. Yeah, I mean, and that's what this show fact. is. This show is a small <laughs> business that, that's, you know, we have one, two, three, I think we have four employees. I run it as a small business. I don't make any money from it, but the other people do, which is why we started it in the first place. It's a family business, but people don't understand yep. that. It's like no, there's not enough room for me to take a salary, but it was put in exactly, place for the family. You're the evil business owner. Yes, I'm you the know, evil take, business take owner. That's family. right. Yeah. That's very true. Right. I don't and, know. I love uh, having you it, on. And it, it's 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 an easy way, you know, demonize people. That's what that's what we did when we go into wars. We demonize the other side so they're somewhat right. less human. So it's easier for our soldiers to put that crosshair on somebody and not think of him, hey, he's probably got a kid at home or a wife or a girlfriend. And you think he's an, he's a demon and you pull the trigger. And every yeah. Yeah. every army in the world does it to the other armies. Mm-hmm. It is their way of maintaining superior uh, power over the others. And uh, we did it and we have all these evil, weird, bizarre names that we've called our, our opponents over the decades. And uh, it's part of that dehumanization. Once you start making somebody a little less human, all of a sudden it's real easy to hate them and it's real easy to feel superior. So they do that now in our own culture and we demonize these business owners and, uh, you know, they, they, they somehow criticize somebody for working 100, 110 hours a week and making $100,000 a year. But they glorify, you know, a movie actor who goes out, works six weeks, and makes a ten million dollar paycheck. Right, no, that's exactly right. I'm going to leave and, you with and this because they didn't I, take the risk. I know you got to go, but I want to read one headline to you, and I'm not going to read the story, just the headline, so you can take whatever you want. But this is an actual national headline that's appearing on many news sites. So think about this, Dr. John Huber, and then get back to me next week or the week after. Okay, you ready? Help solve cruel donkey murders. Oh, yeah. In London, people are stabbing donkeys. They're stabbing donkeys. Okay. <laughs> London's not a place you want to be right now. <laughs> I guess Especially not. if you're a donkey. Why would you stab a donkey, Dr. Huber? 
Well, maybe it's a serial killer. Maybe it's just one guy running around stabbing all the donkeys. I guess. Uh, that probably is yeah. true. Probably is. <laughs> we right. have a donkey in it, London. I, I, yeah. well, I, yeah. I can think of several reasons why that would be a social rebuttal to the fact that they've confiscated all guns. And now, for the first time in, in their history, the Bobbies are having to carry firearms. Yeah. Around, you know? Yep. And because they they used to know that they were being supported by their community and if there was a bad person there they could pull, pull out their billy club and you know they would be supported by the community now they're not mm-hmm. and yeah. you know it's you know we had what was it we had two mass shootings a weekend or so ago two weekends ago and, and the last one in Dayton the other one in El Paso the next day or two days after we had a mass knifing didn't even make national headlines oh, people killed Several other people wounded from a person with a knife. Unbelievable. And, you know, we had 22 people knifed in an incident in, in China. So it's not the weapon, it's the people. And that's what we got to remember. The people are doing this. Jim Jones killed 920 people with Kool-Aid. Right. So it, it's I, not the weapon. Weapons, we can make anything. In fact, yep. you know, we, 2017, we had 420-some-odd people murdered by long rifles, like like. Deer rifles, oh, AR-15s, yeah. the whole combination. Yep. Yet we lost almost 1,600 people being bludgeoned to death by hammers and baseball bats. Oh, that's not good. I'd rather go out with a rifle, thank you. Yeah, that's I, yeah Well, but at the same time, we had 47,000 gun deaths, but only 400 and some odd were, were these evil weapons that they're trying to target. It, it's, it's really bizarre. They, they focus on the yep. statistical anomalies mm-hmm. because it scares and excites. That, that primal part of us because it's so unusual that it does frighten us. Well, my favorite is when they include, if they say gun violence, that statistic includes suicide, death from gun violence, but they never mention yeah. that. They don't mention and that. And two-thirds part. of gun deaths are from suicide. So when they two give you a number, are? they're actually tripling what you yeah. interpret as what it means. But it's not what it means. But they don't well, tell they you that it's not. People died from guns every day. But then they turn around and when we say, well, the FBI says we've had probably 1,200 to 2,000 people protected themselves with firearms today and violence did not occur. Right. Oh, that doesn't count. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that doesn't count. So take this thought with you, Dr. Huber. Somebody in London's watching TV in a bar and they look up and there's Boris Johnson and they say, oh, somebody should stab that Here, jackass. He can throw it out for you. What do you think? <laughs> oh, and somebody took it literally? Wow. That's a uh, lot of work yeah, there. Think, that was a lot of work, I, Dr. I, Huber. You know, I, I don't know Boris personally. He might be that, you know, kind of person. But uh, I think I think that's a threat on this person, knowing that they have all the serial ass killings there. <laughs> the serial ass killing. We're going to close with serial ass killing, Dr. Huber. <laughs> Thanks a lot. We'll talk to you soon. Have an amazing day. You too. Bye. Uh, the guy's a brilliant guy, and he closed with <laughs> the serial ass killing. Well, that, and, and that, okay. You know, you just, you know, some people may say Boris Johnson is just another one. Just another ass. <laughs> Somebody should stab that ass. Oh, yeah, you can't use that, though. Never mind. People are, people are stabbing donkeys. Well, They're stabbing donkeys. Oh, how many donkeys okay. can they be in London? Well, we're going to find out right now, aren't we there, mister? Um, here's the deal. Uh, an $18,500 reward is offered for information that could solve a donkey murder mystery in the Mojave Desert. Oh. Uh. 
Some also, 40- this is a different from the London donkey stabbing. Oh, there's a they're stabbing donkeys in London too. Yeah. Why? I don't know. Is is, is that because yeah. London is a messed up place now? It is. It's is that a bad. Warren Zevon song? Donk, stabbing donkeys in London. London. <laughs> no, no, I'm thinking something else. Good thing. Werewolves. An $18,500 reward is offered for information that could solve a donkey murder mystery in the Mojave Desert. Some 42 burros have been found shot to death. Oh, these are uh-huh. being wow. shot. Along Interstate 15 in the Clark Mountain Herd area near the California-Nevada border. Uh, since May, though the animals are federally protected as living symbols of the historic and pioneer spirit of the West, officials tell the Los Angeles Times that juveniles were among the animals shot in the neck with a rifle. Sounds like some idiot just wanted to go on a... You know, thrill killing things, yeah. Well, uh, so they're an invasive species. Are they? Well, they. Oh, this is a, this is our tradition of being uh, colonialists. So they're an, so so they were brought there by the by the settlers by people like that. Then they've been let free. Uh, so they're an invasive species because horses were there, but donkeys weren't there. I don't believe. I think you're probably right about that. I don't know. Actually, that's a good question. Actually, I'm just looking the at wild this. Wild burrow is from North Africa. North Africa, yeah, there so you go. There you go. Yep. So you got three donkeys in this picture, and two of them are looking at each other like, what the hell was that? <laughs> what happened to Jim? What happened to Jim the ass? <laughs> what happened to him? See, this Aww. one right here is like, I'm kind of sad. Aww. He's got his head down. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, the, that's a yeah, the wild burrow. I, I, I met a woman who, that was her deal. She protected wild burrows, took them in, did oh, all sorts did. of, oh, just, mm. yeah, just to protect wild burrows. So she wanted to California. make her mark on the world. Is that what it was? I guess she thought that was an important thing. Well, that's what it always is. It's not about really about the burrows. It's about me making a mark as somebody important in the world. You know what I mean? For me feeling good about what I'm doing. Yes. What I'm doing is yeah. important. No, you're absolutely right. So... I don't know. You do what you do, and you keep moving on with life, I guess. I, I, I don't understand it. I have a question for for you guys, and I, I mentioned it yesterday. And we talked about it this morning in the morning show. So the, the most hated people on earth now are white men, right? Right. So why does everybody want to live with white men? Yeah, why does everybody want to come here? They to don't. Do they want their stuff. Yeah, but they, why do they want to come here to get it? The evil yeah, white the men. Is. They got to take one for the team, I guess. Yeah, I, I guess know. you take one for the team, move to America. <laughs> oh, oh, it's going to be horrible. But I, I just don't understand this. You hate white men, but you can't wait to get in a country that's mostly white men and women. Yeah. Yep. I, I don't. And by the way, if women think they're going to duck this whole thing, I guarantee you the next one to go down yeah, is heterosexual women, Sorry. white women. Yep. You are next on the list. There's no doubt about That's it. That's right. Well, you can see how desperately they're trying to keep their status as, you know, allies on Twitter. Yeah. Because 90% of those comments on propaganda articles are middle-aged white women going, look, I'm still woke. I'm yeah. still woke. What does woke actually You're next. mean? Just aware? Yeah. Why don't we just say aware then, like You're we used to? But but I'm enlightened to this liberal concept. Yeah. This this I'm enlightened. It has to a very liberal. specific con connotation. Oh, does right. it? Stay woke. Mm-hmm. I hate that stay, phrase. I do too. More than woke. A stay woke. No, I'd rather sleep. Really yeah, exactly. Could I get a little <laughs> sleep while you're running your mouth? That'd be wonderful, actually, if I could get that done. But yeah, I don't know where that. So, where did woke come from? I think it sprung from uh, being evolved. Yeah, but being, why being woke? Evolved. Why not awakened? It's, it's one of those. It's, oh, it's that millennial or just millennial speak. Yes, it, it's so. Is it it's supposed catchy. to be inner city or something? Yeah, well, it's just like how all these kids talk on 
uh, you know, hashtagging. It's basically hashtagging. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. it's just yeah. that's how they are, and they they shorten phrases, and it's catchy. And so awakened is a little too many too many keystrokes. I guess so. Too much, too much work. Too much work. I'm woke. You are got you? the 144 characters on Twitter, so you got to weed it down a little. So bit. so W K E would be woke. W A K E. No W K E. Oh, well, I'm trying to reduce it. For oh, oh W. Yeah, I suppose you could. Yeah. Hashtag WKE. That's some of the ones I don't understand. It took me a while to figure out what, what SM, what is it? No, SM. Sadomasochist? That's F-H. great. That's nice. No, SMFH. Some mother effer. No, shake my effing head. Oh, shake my oh, effing yeah. head. Yeah, I was okay. like, what is that beaded? You see <laughs> condescending jackasses on social media doing that one a lot. Yeah. Oh, they do? Really? Yeah. yeah so. I, 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 I always liked one of the originals. Whatever looks cool on a T-shirt, that's what they do. One yeah. of the originals was RTM. RTM. Read the yeah. manual. You read the manual. That was <laughs> uh, that's what that's when uh, Unix was just coming out. People were starting to talk on the, on the internet, and you would ask mm-hmm. a question about Unix and using Unix, and if it was a trivial question, they would say RTM. Just those responses. That's all you got. RTM. Sometimes read the manual. Was an F in it. <laughs> yeah, well, there might have been. Yeah. Oh. No, it was an implied F. Yeah. How about FU? That's a good one. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, there you that's go. the one I go with. Yeah. <laughs> that's even before the internet. Hashtag yeah. FU. Hashtag FU. That's all, that's all you need to know. Now, I, I don't understand. I really don't understand that whole woke thing. I don't think it – is it supposed to sound like real hip? Yeah. It's just supposed yeah. to catch God. the younger generation, and it's so cool to say, I'm so, woke. Stay woke. And I – Gross. Next time somebody says that to me, I'm woke. I'm gonna go. You're jiving me. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think? I'm going back to jiving, man. Jive I can dig Jive it. Turkey. I can dig it. I can dig it. Hey, you're jiving. You're, you got to be jiving me, man. I can dig it. Are you picking up what I'm putting down? <laughs> exactly. I'm going with all of that from now yeah, on. Bring back fantastic. Jive. There you go. It's going to be fantastic. I'm going to live a much happier life when I get to say to people. I'll get you a shirt that says, keep calm and jive on. Jive on. Keep yeah. calm, jive on. jive on. I man. like it. Oh, <laughs> got to be jiving me. Well, that was big when I was a teenager, though. Yeah. yeah. I was got to go, man, you got to be jiving me. That's right. That's about the late 60s, 70s, and early 80s, jive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, and it's right on still surfaces once in a while. Right on. Yeah. Right on, baby. It's, services once in a while we shall take a break and come back with the family tom here for saber plumbing heating and air conditioning right now saber and bryant are teaming up to offer zero percent financing for 36 months when you buy a new bryant furnace this is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free energy efficient furnace from saber and when you buy bryant equipment you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry this 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. It's Tom telling you that you can lose an average of 26.2 pounds on the 40-day weight loss program powered by Nutramost. I lost 92.5 pounds in less than five months, thanks to the Sheehy Brothers and the Ultimate Wellness and Weight Loss Program powered by Nutramost. And I encourage you to let them help you lose weight as they teach you how to stay healthy and keep that weight off. Take it from me. Having a coach keeps you accountable and it makes achieving your goals so much easier. Let the ultimate wellness and weight loss program powered by Nutramost help you. Schedule your immediate consultation or attend the Nutramost free dinner at 6.30 p.m. on Monday, August 19th at Jake's in Plymouth. Call now, 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. 
Study data comes from clients submitted data to a third party for tracking of daily weight loss and progress is new to most weight loss programs. See website for full disclaimer details. Okay, if you can dig what, uh, if you can pick up what we're putting down, we're not jiving you. Oh, you're we're oh, woke. I, I hear Catman cat coming man. alive. <laughs> Catman coming alive, man. <laughs> You gotta be oh jive talking. Oh, you gotta be jive talking. Yeah. Now we're talking woke talking. Is that the new one? Woke talking. Yeah, woke talking. That'd be really good. I still so so I am I am seeing clearly. I'm thinking clearly. That means to be woke. That's what woke means. Well, oh. Wendy Wendy sent me. She goes woke something that has, that someone will have a hard time being after a head slap them with a shovel and tell them to get back to work. Is she coming to Nashville? You coming to Nashville, sister? Yeah, Wendy, are you coming to Nashville? Yeah, damn it. Let me know. Yeah, that, that woke. I looked at the Holston house. Holy God, is that a nice hotel. Unless a, they're, I mean, it's gorgeous. It's a beautiful city. I've been to Nashville. Oh, yeah, Nashville's a very nice city. Are you coming to Nashville? No, I gotta take, I got, we got that grandkid on us. Blow it off. What's with this grandkid? Just a grandkid. Who cares? No, we spend the time with the grandkid. Off. Wendy will be in Nashville. Yeah, baby. I know I could count on Wendy. It's phenomenal. Nashville. 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 Go to Murfreesboro and get in a car accident. <laughs> Honest to God, I-24, every time in Murfreesboro, there's a car accident. Mm-hmm. Every time. Like, how the hell? It's just just east of uh, Nashville. Really? On I-24. And there's always. But my favorite is still that billboard. But it's gone. And it really broke my heart that it's gone. Okay. Chef Wang... On a giant billboard, Chinese food, Chef Wang, and the logo was a pair of chopsticks with a limp shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not making that up. It's a true story. Chef uh, Wang with a limp shrimp. That's really great there, oh, Chef. Oh, man. I was like, good God, what are you thinking? <laughs> Chef Wang. Yeah, Chef Wang, man. No, it wasn't, it wasn't, wasn't, it wasn't the Asian character in uh, Caddyshack, Wang. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's hey, a park of work. How you doing? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that movie too. Honestly, God, I'll take I love that. Three movie. of them, four of them, and a dozen of the naked lady teeth. Hey, nice hat. Looks good on you though. This <laughs> <laughs> hat come with a bowl of soup. <laughs> a bowl of soup. That's oh. right. You know the story about Rodney? How depressed he was after the first day of shooting? Do you know that story? No. Uh-uh. First day of shooting. Rodney's all depressed. The director comes and goes, Rodney, what's the matter? He goes, oh, man, it's, it's tough. I, I thought I'd like this, but I don't like it at all. He goes, why not? He goes, well, I'm telling my jokes and nobody's laughing. <laughs> he goes, you can't laugh at your jokes in a movie. The crew can't laugh at your jokes. He goes, what? He goes, no, this is a movie we're making. It can't be laughing. Oh, they should have hired somebody just to stand off camera and just laugh. Just make yeah, them just happy. Laugh off, oh, Mike. Oh, that, Silent laugh. And, and so much of that movie was, uh, it was ad-libbed. I mean, oh, yeah, well, a lot this, of it was, this, yeah. is, this is this. It's ad-libbed. Oh, like the scene between Chevy Chase and Bill Murray. They hated each other. Yeah, they yet did. they had to have a scene they, together. They, they they and I swear that that, is, that was just an ad-libs and they just they just ran right through it it's yeah. a fascinating they hated each other I yeah, didn't yeah know they that. did not like each other because oh. bill murray replaced him on saturday night live oh That's but didn't why. he leave to do yeah he left he left i don't know why i'd be mad at bill murray they got in a fist fight over that really yeah they actually got yeah, in a fist fight. he left to do like national lampoon right, movies right. and yeah, well, some other you know he was trying to move on he's trying fetch. to build his career Fetch or Fletch? Well, or is it Fletch? Not Fletch. Fetch, it's Fletch. It was Fletch. Fletch. Yeah, it was Fletch. Yeah. 
one of the great lines in that movie, and they they say it was ad lib too. He goes, uh, you go to go to swimming pool. Huh? He goes, yeah, we got a we got a pond and a pool. Pond's good for you. <laughs> and I guess Bill Murray just kind of like. <laughs> I love Bill Murray. Go ahead, have oh. a seat. He's a very funny guy. <laughs> we care. That's not right. But have a seat. No, I'm afraid I'll stick to something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid I'll stick to something. That's right. I forgot about that. Oh, uh, uh, God. And it's, it's, it's interesting just how. how that movie in particular really uh, dominates sort of sort of golf man culture because it does, of, yeah. because if someone says any line that's notable in that the res- there's a there's a noted response for anything like that it's true it's a very it's a, that's a very interesting thing the way that movie in particular I, mean, I don't know what other movies are like that where you will say one thing and a large more even non-golfers will have the response mm-hmm. yeah it's true one of my favorite things about that movie is about for the next year after the movie came out, you had to look on your shoulder because every time somebody patted you on the shoulder, they left lunch meat on your shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> it's real funny. <laughs> Laugh it up, pal. Oh. Yeah, hey, how you doing? Good to see you. You look over and there's baloney on your shoulder. Probably the only other movie I could compare that would be Animal House. Yeah, but Animal An- House. Yeah. But Animal House doesn't have... It's not the same in that, you know. If, if you if you're if you're if you're out, if I'm out with Josh, mm-hmm. and I and I say, uh, I, I say that I receive I receive uh, internal consciousness on my deathbed mm-hmm. response. So I got that going for me. I got yeah. That, yeah, I got that going for me, which you is know, nice. Yeah, which is nice. Oh, so I got that going for me, or which is nice. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So it's on. It's just, or uh, I'm going to kill all the golfers. No golfers. No, we don't even need a reason. <laughs> don't even right. need a reason. I mean, right. So uh, you just say things, and it just has this. It it's very, very funny. I, yeah, I wonder if any other movie has had that impact, where the 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 dialogue has almost been memorized by people. Oh God, uh, there mass are movies. Number. The Godfather. <clears throat> a lot of people, a lot of people memorize The Godfather's lines, things like that. Yeah. I just kind of wonder. I, I, there is no way they could show Animal House movie theaters anymore, and I wonder if someday they'll just. They're going to have to cut the scene when, when Thomas Hulse is in bed with that uh, that girl that he picks up at the fraternity party. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she they're having sex, and he goes, God, you know, it's, are you in high school? She goes, high school? I'm 13. Oh. you got a college guy having sex with a 13-year-old in that movie. It's like, oh, man. Yeah, I don't think that's going to fly these days. No. and well, Nor, nor and should it. Nor but- should it, Exactly. But those those movies, so many, and just how many movies were made and just can't be seen, can't even be seen. Blazing Saddles, they yep. say you can't even see it anymore, which I think is a big mistake because the whole point of the movie was Richard Pryor trying to bring us all together, laughing at everyone and everything. Mm-hmm. That's right, and bringing to light the the real racism and persistent racism and yes. racist ideas in America, and and I, that's. That's what comedy is supposed to do. It's supposed to bring those things so you can see them. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're right. That's not right. Well, and you have, what, three or four times you laugh at it, hear about it, you say, okay, we're not going to do that anymore. And that's what Dave Chappelle did, and it yeah. backfired yes. on him. It did. Yeah, it absolutely did. Slim pickings, man. I'm sorry, but they they pull that hand cart out of the, <laughs> out of the 
<laughs> saying quicksand. Well, I was lucky. Damn near lost a five hundred dollar hand card. <laughs> the two guys are still drowning in quicksand. Including the sheriff. Even gives a rat's ass. Including the sheriff. Oh God, it's oh. a very, very yeah. The sheriff was one of the two guys drowning in the quicksand. Well, I was lucky. Darn near lost a four hundred dollar hand card. That's what it was. Yeah. Darn near lost a four dollar, four hundred dollar hand card. Yeah, it's nice. Two guys are gonna die, but other than that. Who cares? How about the fact that Eddie Murphy's going to host SNL for the first time in 34 years? He's going to be on that show. He hasn't been on that show in 34 what years. What he, he never do now? Nothing. I don't think I've seen him in he's, anything in like a decade. I want to say time. there's a new movie coming oh, out. Oh, that's why he's on. That's well, why he's on. Let me look. His movies are huge stiffs now. Nobody goes yeah. to see them. It's, it's, but he, he, has he ever hosted it? Oh, he's going to be in Dolomite, apparently. That's right. That's the one huh. I just yeah, Dolomite. Oh, he's starring as Dolomite. I don't know if he's going to be Dolomite. Let's see here. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think he is. Filmography. Dol- think most honkies know who Dolomite even is. I doubt it. I like Eddie Murphy. Yeah, he is Dolomite. Oh, he is Dolomite. Well, yeah, I thought so. Yeah. Eddie Murphy will at least pause his feud with Saturday Night Live long enough to host an episode this year. The comedian joined the cast in 1980 when he was only 18 years old. Rising to fame and then moving uh, on in 1984, he hosted a show before he left despite being in the cast. Indie Wire reports then returned only for an anniversary show in 2015. The feud began with jokes made about Murphy on the show, including one by David Spade, who was in the cast at the time, that referred to him as a falling star. Murphy told Rolling Stone that stung because it was about his career, not just one of his films, and because the script usually is approved by Lauren Michaels, the boss... Murphy will host the holiday show December 21st per CNN. The uh, musical guest was not announced yet. What? Well, I mean, if it's the holiday show, it's not the Christmas show, by the way. It's the holiday show. Okay. <laughs> it's not the Christmas show. So uh, I'm pretty sure the musical guest is not going to be like Santa's choir or anything no, like that. No, not like that. Why is it, by the way, that Christianity is the one religion that's a disaster now? Yeah. Why? It, 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 I no idea. It's, it's kind of the, maybe it's because of the white religion. It's because Christians let them say that kind of thing about them. Why do they? No other religion tolerates it. Uh, turn the other cheek. It's Christianity a, it's, it's does. A basic treat, uh, basic teaching. Turn the other cheek. You know, well, take it's a it. dumb teaching. I just look. I'm not the most religious guy on earth. I just am not. But I don't really see a whole lot of difference between any religions. You've all got your weird ass ideas. Yeah. Right? Uh, well, there's every has their own beliefs, and if you if you yeah. just put them up there. You know, you put him up there against L. Ron Hubbard's beliefs. You go, well, well, I, I, yeah, you, you, I it, know. You say, oh, that's crazy. Oh, are you sure? Can you really? Well, like the the Mormons, you know, they have the whole idea of finding the tablets and the in the in the goggles that translate the golden tablets. And, and you know, you, you know, you say, oh, well, I don't know. Oh, well, what about what about uh, something? Uh, what about moving the mountain? What about what about? I mean, like, yeah. Why is it strange that he found some golden tablets with God's commandments on it, but when Moses did it, that was just like, well, fake. obviously it happened. Of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. As we know, it is Mel, a little strange. Mel Brooks playing Moses coming down was 15, the was fifteen commandments. <laughs> the great Lord God Jehovah has given you fifteen in one break. Breaks. Ten. Ten. Ten commandments. <laughs> and why does the first tablet only have three and the other tablet has seven? I've never understood that. They do? Oh, yeah. oh you never know, that? The Ten Commandments, there's one, two, three on the first tablet, and then the last seven are on the second tablet. What if it's a numerology kind of a thing? It must be. It, there was a lot of numerology in the Bible. There was, yeah. 
So um, that must be what it is. It has something to do with numerology. Numerology or the first three were the most important or the first three uh, required the most language to support. What is the first commandment? Thou shalt not something? I am the Lord thy God. I am the Lord thy God and get the hell out of my way. What is it? That's basically it. I'm your God. Deal with it. I'm your God. You don't like a That's tough That's the first titty. commandment. I just think what I'm going to do is, I don't know what what branch of Muslim it is, but I'm going to convert just to make Cassie wear a headdress during the show. Uh. Sorry, you're going to have to wear a burqa or whatever they no, call it. Are they called burqas? Uh, no, the burqa is the whole dress. That's oh, the whole the headdress thing. is the hijab, and the niqab is oh, yeah, the one where it covers your eyes. Oh, yeah. niqab. Niqab, that's you. you gotta, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get you in the one with Cassie the real with thin the slit. We only see, just barely see your pupils or your eyes. Well, that it can't be that bad, though, in January. No, I think about it. No, in January, yeah. it's great. No, I think <laughs> about it. Great right. looking, January. At, looking at Tom. Maybe we get Tom in the niqab. Cover yeah, that up. Like <laughs> 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 with his glasses on. Got my glasses on reading the script. I wonder where you put your... Oh, there's a question. A legitimate question. I don't mean to make fun. Yeah. If you if you need glasses, where do you put them? You don't put them on the outside. You must wear them on the inside of the well, knee cap. Yeah, yeah, wear them, so, and yeah. you have to feed them through to go over no, your I, ears. No, well, I think it's inside the knee cap because the knee cap sometimes will even have something in front of your yeah. eyes. So what what was the oh, point yeah. of women have to wear head dress? Well, have to cover their head. The Catholic Church women do. Yeah. Well, in Islam, it's because basically men can't be trusted around women who aren't wearing a lot of clothing. So it's the women's fault the men can't. Well, but if you yeah, well, but if you look <laughs> but if you look at the look at the time that that was put down and mm-hmm. look at the time that uh, uh, the nuns were asked to wear habits, women were just sort of used and discarded. Yeah. And the you know rape was not really that was non-existent because yeah, no one reported right. it was it was an accepted part of society. God. Now since we've been woke. We realize Don't that, that we're not that doing. <laughs> we're not doing. We don't do that anymore. But that was the reality of a woman's life it was. in antiquity. I mean, they and they were bought, sold. You know, divorce. In some, you can just if you divorce your wife, just saying, I divorce you, I divorce you, I divorce you. in some societies, and so the, the cheap and the cheapness of a woman's uh, sanctity. Uh, well, where there was no cheapness, there was no value to it. Zero. And I, I wonder guess. if part of that is related to that. I don't know. I don't know. I'm putting words in the guy's mouth, maybe. I think Catherine would deal with that really well, that whole, you're not worth as much as a guy. Yeah, She'd really deal with that really well. Uh, and Lindsay, uh, I'll show you. Yeah, I'll, Lindsay, I can see I'll, would I'll show you. I'm going to start cutting off pieces of you. We'll see you get your worth down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, there you go. I don't know. You know, religion's great unless you abuse it. Do you think we'll ever get a leader or a religion or a, a political party where – their idea is that everybody gets treated exactly the same. Men, nope. women, whatever color, whatever nope. religion, whatever. Why not? Because that's, that's the that's basic human nature. That's the way people are. We're tribal people. people we want, want to, to be, be together. We want to be near sameness, same physical appearance, same belief system. Really? And I don't know. I don't think you break that tribalism. And it goes on continually throughout the world. So this try- is that why they're trying to destroy the white male tribe? Then is that why they're no, trying? Because to do this? that's one of the strongest tribes. Yeah, maybe mm-hmm. everybody, all the yeah, little tribes are nip at our heels. The next I one just, are going to be the white women. It. That white woman tribe's gone. So Way to go, heterosexual white women. Though. Heterosexual, that's right. Because Ellen's not going to take it. Uh, she may, she, she may get lumped <laughs> in though. She mm-hmm. may get lumped in. I don't Powerful think so. woman. You're out, sister. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. All right. Have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow with the family. <laughs>